Lenore Sabota details best hikes in Central Illinois. Kofi Cokeburn chooses between Kentucky, Illinois, and Florida State for his junior season. More on these stories. I'm Sierra Henry. I'm Kelsey Watsonauer. And this is Lee Enterprises Long Story Short. Good evening, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of Long Story Short, where we recap Central Illinois news from Lee Enterprises journalists. Today, we're going to kick off with a little bit of federal government news, uh, talking about the American Rescue Plan and a little bit of some changes to child tax credits that are expected to help parents. Kelsey's going to kick us off with a little bit about the American Rescue Plan and exactly what we're going to talk about today. So on Thursday, American parents started to see an extra chunk of change in their bank accounts as part of the American Rescue Plan went into effect. This aspect of Biden's comprehensive relief plan increased the child tax credit from $2,000 per child to $3,000 per child for children over the age of six, and from $2,000 to $3,600 for children under the age of six, and raised the age limit from 16 to 17. In addition to this increase, for the first time, families will be able to get that money spread out over the next five months instead of a lump sum when tax returns are distributed at the beginning of next year. Parents can opt to receive the credit funds like normal at the end of the year, but if not, they will automatically receive monthly payments until the end of 2021. Sierra and I went out this week and talked to a few parents about how this money could help them in the short term and how they feel about the federal relief efforts. So be sure to check out that story over at Panagraph.com. And I believe we have some additional coverage of child tax credit across all of our three websites. So head over to herald-review.com and jg-tc.com too. Now let's get a little bit more local into some local government, Sierra. Uh, Down in Decatur, city officials are in discussion of potentially more than 300 million in proposed improvements for the city's water treatment and distribution systems over the next 30 years. Herald and Review reporter Brendan Moore wrote this week. The recommendations stem from the second of a series of study sessions intended to help the city plan for lake and water decisions through 2050. Decatur City Council members largely supported several capital improvement projects over the next decade, including $20 million through 2024, uh, $51.8 million between 2023 and 2029, and nearly $240 million in long-term improvements slated for beyond 2028. And that is some serious, serious improvements that we're talking about here. Uh, But Moore wrote that the city's top priority is a $14 million replacement of a water clarifier in the South Water Treatment Plant, which will be partially funded by the American Rescue Plan stimulus funds. More to come on these um, huge improvement projects, and no decisions were made this week. But to get the full scoop, check out Brendan's story at herald-review.com. The McLean County Board is accepting a new member to fill a vacancy left in District 4. That seat is expected to be filled by Jim Rogel, a Democrat from Normal. He's the last candidate left for the job after Sally Pine withdrew her candidacy and gave her support for Rogel. Board Chairman John McIntyre said he will recommend Rogel for that position, making him the replacement for Logan Smith, who resigned last month for a job with the city of Mesa, Arizona. Smith's replacement will serve the remainder of his term, which is about a year and a half. So for more updates on county board happenings, be sure to find Kate Heather's story at panagraph.com. And now let's roll right into some health news. 
the Baby Fold, a normal-based nonprofit that served thousands of children in its 119 years of existence, is seeing some state recognition this month. Governor J.B. Pritzker designated July 2021 as the Baby Hold History of Care on Route 66, which drew an impromptu cruise for some members of Bloomington Normal's classic car community. The, ba- the Baby Fold's Vice President Amy Beam said they never expected a designation that lasted the whole month, but for some, but for staffers, simple recognition is more than enough. She hopes that bringing more interest and attention to their work will help draw support so they can continue to provide service programs to children and families across 28 counties. And those services range from adoption to adoption support to foster care to intervention. So if you want to read more about the Baby Fold and the work they do, be sure to find Lindsay Jones' story at panagraph.com. Now, Sierra, take, it, take us into some education news. The Mattoon School Board hired a new principal and an athletic director this week. Trent Duckett, who is currently principal at St. John's Lutheran High School in Mattoon, will be the next Mattoon High School athletic director in the fall of 2022 after David Byth retires from the position. Duckett has worked as a social studies teacher, assistant football coach, and a junior varsity and varsity head softball coach at St. John's. Another big move for fall 2022, Mike Schaffer will go from assistant principal at Mattoon High School to principal at Williams Elementary School after McLean Schaefer leaves that post. Uh, Schaefer has worked in education for 28 years, beginning at Mattoon High School in 1993. He spent 15 years as a math teacher and coach and 13 years as an assistant principal. Mattoon also had a busy meeting, so for full coverage, be sure to check out Rob Stroud's report at jg-tc.com. At the start of last week's podcast, we briefly mentioned the CDC announced that fully vaccinated teachers and students will not have to wear a mask when school resumes in the fall. Uh, We were hearing that news live, so we didn't have a lot of details. But since then, I've been able to talk to a handful of McLean County school districts about how they're going to apply these updated guidelines. For the most part, they're still weighing the issue. McLean County Unit 5, Bloomington District 87, Olympia, and Central Catholic all said they have not yet determined how they will apply this new CDC guidelines. But Superintendent Lisa Taylor in Hayworth said she will make a recommendation to the school board to make masks optional for all students and staff, regardless of their vaccination status. This story definitely has legs, so I'm sure I'll be having more of these conversations as we get closer to the first days of school in mid-August. But until then, be sure to find my story at panagraph.com. Now let's go into some sports news. I hear we have some Olympians among us, Sierra? Yeah, Olympians. (laughs) It's the Olympic season. Um, A former Redbird and current Redbird are headed to Tokyo. Aisha Pratt-Lear, a 2012 Illinois State graduate, will represent Jamaica at the Olympic Games, competing in the 1,500-meter run. Jada Stinson, a graduate transfer from Arkansas State, who is joining the Redbirds basketball team this winter, will represent a Puerto Rico team making the Olympics for the first time this year. Pratt-Lear will be competing in her second Olympics as she finished 14th in the 3,000-meter steeplechase in the 2016 Games in Rio before switching to the 1,500-meter run in 2019. As a Redbird, she placed second at the 2012 NCAA Championships in the Indoor Mile. Stinson led Arkansas State in scoring last season, and before that, she played in Memphis. She's a North Carolina native, and she was first called up to the Puerto Rico national team in March for the Central Basket Tournament in El Salvador, and she helped PR to finish second behind the U.S. in the U.S. in the FIBA Women's AmeriCup Tournament in June. Stinson's game begins July 25th, and Prottlier will start running August 2nd at the Olympic Stadium. It's decision day for Kofi Cokeburn, the 21-year-old 7-footer who last year led the Fighting Illini 
night to the NCAA tournament, is announcing where he's taking his talents this fall. Cockburn had initially declared for the NBA draft after after his season ended with a loss to Loyola, but since he wasn't projected among the top 60 draft picks, he's going back to school for his junior year to improve his draft stock. Right now, he's ranked as the number one player in the transfer portal, and he could become the first player to transfer schools after an All-American season since the 1940s. Not to overtype this, but the college basketball world has kind of been waiting on bated breath for this decision. Uh, in a tweet on Wednesday, Cokeburn showed his top three picks as Kentucky, Florida State, and Illinois, but some reports said Kentucky was no longer pursuing him. The Herald and Review's U of I reporter James Boyd has the announcement over at herald-review.com, but it's also available at panagraph.com or jg-tc.com, so be sure to find his latest on Kofi and get your fix of Illini coverage. All right, let's move into some public safety and courts news. A Norman police officer resigned last month amid an internal investigation into her DUI arrest, Chief Rick Bleichner said. 41-year-old Amanda Street was charged in April with two counts of driving under the influence with a blood alcohol level of 0.148, and she was charged with disregarding a stop sign and improper lane usage. A termination notice was issued to Street on May 24th, and she submitted a resignation letter June 3rd, which took effect June 25th, according to documents obtained by the Panagraph. The termination notice detailed the incident that led to her arrest and cited several violations, including abuses of power. For more on this case and what led to her resignation, be sure to check out Kate Heather's story at Panagraph.com. Shane Brandell will serve as the interim police chief in Decatur after Jim Getz retires at the end of the month, the city manager announced this week. Brandell is currently a deputy police chief, and he's been with the Decatur Police Department for more than 24 years, serving in a variety of capacities. City manager Scott Wrighton said he's looking forward to having Brandell on the city's senior management team and working closely with him as they plan for and evaluate the future course of the department. 46-year-old Brandell will be a candidate for the permanent position of police chief as well. The Herald and Review staff has been keeping a close eye on this story, so be sure to follow their coverage and find this story at herald-review.com to hear what Brandell had to say about his new job. Let's talk about some more, uh, some lighter stuff, some fun stuff, some bagels. Sierra, what's up? Bagels, cream cheese, pizza. What's your favorite bagel? Pepperoni sausage, bagel bites. There really is nothing better than a warm bagel with cream cheese, actually, in my opinion. <laughs> I might be a little biased, but so what? Bagel Fest is quickly approaching us with festivities beginning in Mattoon this weekend. This year, bagels are being added as featured ingredients in Mexican entrees and appetizers, California turkey sandwiches, mini pizzas, and other specials at local restaurants across Mattoon this week in celebration of this festival that is so unique and cool. The festival begins Saturday with the free bagel breakfast. God, that's a mouthful. 8 to 10 a.m. at Peterson Park's DeMars Center, followed by the bagel-themed parade at 10.30 a.m. from downtown Mattoon to Peterson Park. If you're looking for a bagel fix, you can check out these participating restaurants in Mattoon. (laughs) The participating restaurants offering bagel specials are Angelo's Pizza, 1020 Lakeland Boulevard in Mattoon, Honey Bee Cafe, 319 North Logan Street, Juanita's Mexican Cocina, 808 Lakeland Boulevard, and McCorder's Pub, 700 Broadway East Suite 25 in the Cross County Mall. Their menu items range from Angelo's serving a pizza bagel with a variety of toppings to honeybee offering specials that change daily, including a steak, egg, and cheese bagel with grilled onions on Wednesday. God, I am so hungry, and these bagels <laughs> sound just mm, 
I love bagels. Um, for all the details and more, find JG TC Rob Stroud's report at jg-tc.com. And you can find me at the Bagel Fest. No, actually, I have to cover the Garden Festival this weekend. So, sadly, <laughs> I will not be able to eat any of these really yummy-sounding bagels. <sighs> oh, I just, um, my favorite bagel is a simple, like, cinnamon raisin with butter with with like a light scraping of butter i'm not a big bagel not a big bagel guy (laughs) big bagel boy um i don't love cream cheese and like so the schmear never really got got me going (laughs) schmear with garlic and herbs gosh (laughs) wait what is your favorite bagel it's a loaded question. Oh my god. We're gonna transition. We have another story to talk about. Sorry. <laughs> it's not just bagel it's talk. It's not just bagel talk. <laughs> uh, Kelsey is gonna tell us about um, Lenore Sabota's best hiking list in central Illinois. I mean, it's all in the lead, really. Um, Lenore, before she left us as a reporter, she's continuing as a columnist, and left us with a top 10 list of best hikes in central Illinois that uh, ran in the panograph on Thursday, and, you know, I personally am not a super outdoorsy person, but I was really jazzed to see, I've been to, like, four of them, I think. Her top one, I don't know if they're in any particular order, but the Parklands Foundation Merwin Preserve, it's got a lot of flowers, it's along the Mackinac River, uh, a lot of beautiful things are along the Mackinac River, if I do say so myself. Um, but her second was the Sugar Grove Nature Center in, at uh, Funks Grove, and I have been to that one, and that's where they make um, maple syrup. Maple syrup. Um, I th- it's on the back. Um, and it's they have like a kids like outdoor climbing area if you're not just like hiking, and that's wonderful. Um, I love that she gave a shout out to Wildlife Prairie Park because like we're in Bloomington Normal, Central Illinois is a big area, but Wildlife Prairie Park is kind of like West Central Illinois. It's in it's like the western side of Peoria County, so it was really close to where I grew up, and I've been there a thousand times, and they have bison there, and I've been to weddings there, and I've been on their trails, and I've seen their coyotes, and I highly, highly, highly recommend Wildlife Prairie Park. Weldon Springs State Park. Oh yeah, she she mentions like state parks as well as like local, locally kept ones. Um, one of the local ones I have been to uh, is up in Pontiac or outside Pontiac, I should say, Humiston Woods. They have so many trails. Highly recommend. Sarah, do you have anything to say about trails and hiking? Oh, I do love hiking. I do love hiking. I have not been able. I have not gone on any of the hikes here. Um, I used to hike quite frequently in um, North Carolina but Lenore has like all these really beautiful photos of these nature preserves state parks um, hiking trails and stuff there's a photo of bison and um, you know it just it's a really nice package I think you guys should check out the online and the print version the print version looks fantastic Um, Lenore is just such a wealth well of knowledge when it comes to hiking and stuff and I know I'm going to be looking at this and I'll be planning some um, excursions on my own uh, so I'm pretty excited about about the story so you can find this at panograph.com um, to read more we'd really appreciate it it's a great it's a great story yeah a lot of these places they're not just like in the Bloomington normal area there's 
stuff like as Kelsey said that's in like west central Illinois like um closer to Iowa and then there's also Clinton Lake which is between Bloomington and Decatur um so everyone in Macon County can make a trip up there um and yeah I mean I think these are just like it's a really nice spread of different places to go in central Illinois and I think that's great there's one in Mason County too oh yeah Mason Peoria Heights great stuff hike get outside (laughs) Uh, so that's going to do it for us today, folks. Thank you so much for tuning in. As always, if you're enjoying this podcast and a reporting, check us out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Podcasts. While you're at it, head on over to panagraph.com, herald-review.com, and jg-tc.com to look up subscription information and consider supporting hashtag local journalism. Go outside and eat a bagel. You want to go to Einstein Bagels oh with me? Oh, my God. Do you have one here? Yes. Yes, 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 yes. yes.